There is so many mysteries within the sewers. There's a lot more to the sewers than just ninja turtles and space clowns. There's also poop. From the underground on this episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast. Attention planet Earth and beyond. Stay tuned for Attack of the Killer Hello and welcome to the show from down below, Attack of the Killer Podcast. This is episode 287, and we will be talking about movies from the underground. Uh, wait, I don't, I don't mean underground films, like you know indie films. I mean like underground, you know. Like like, like August Underground, right? Yeah, no, no, not like August Underground. Like, like unknown horror movies, right? No, no, I'm talking about stuff under the ground. Like stuff Vindicator Syndrome sells that like Brian and Brian are are always buying. The Brian twins. No, no, not water power. Oh, like okay. physically under the ground. Yes, yes, like monsters that come up from under the earth and attack you and kill you and eat you. Okay. So yeah. it doesn't be digital underground. Why didn't you just say that? <laughs> I was trying. Attack of the Killer podcast is a horror movie podcast where a group of friends get together and talk about horror movies. We don't just randomly talk about movies. We come up with a topic, and we discuss films within that topic. <laughs> Maybe not bonus episodes <laughs> we don't do that. But. Yeah, how ironic I put that in my <laughs> That is so special <laughs> this time. Anyway, the greatest bonus episode ever recorded was last week. So. That's right. So if you like our show, uh, you should become an attacker. If you go to jointheattackers.com, you can pick your option to help support the show. And as an attacker, you get all kinds of extra content, exclusive only to you guys, the attackers. You can get such perks as bonus episodes, our YouTube shows, Killer Critiques, Insane Mike's One Minute Top Ten list, and video updates. You can get a membership card, sticker, and certificates. You can even get a t-shirt and even original art by me. You also can get exclusive invites to our monthly horror hangout, watch parties, and even our chat called Attack of the Killer Chat. That's a lot. It is a lot, but there's even more. What? The, the best part is you will become... You will be among the coolest crowd of people on the planet, mm. such as... Oh, like these guys. Timothy Lennerer, Roman Doppelfeld, Larry Watsonavi, Brett Royer, Seth Key, Jessica Irish, Chris Cook, Brian Godzill, Stefan Sitter, Brandy Moore, Andrew Moeller, Rod Hutchinson, Carmen DeHaig, Abraham Moreno, Jacob Book, Andrew Bentler, Casey Kelderman, Tony Miller, Mike Clayton, Rose Talashoma, Marcus Rood, Abe Kirshner, Lisa Cavalier, Holly Berg, Emily Randolph, and Bill Fisher. What a list. That is an amazing love list of all. people. And you can be part of that crew, too. Just go to jointheattackers.com. Pick the tier that best suits you and become an attacker today. That is jointheattackers.com. And now it is time to introduce you to the podcast crew. He's very knowledgeable about drainage systems. He has studied them all his life. You can say he's a connoisseur. Tad. Oh, Jesus. Well done. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. And sorry. <laughs> he used to work in a coal mine. One day the mine collapsed, but everyone got out okay. 
It was just a minor inconvenience. Andy. <laughs> hey, everybody. Please keep listening. <laughs> We're making now. There was a huge sinkhole that appeared in his neighborhood. He doesn't know how it happened, but he's looking into it. He planned to do research on the hole, but they fell through. Uh, Jason! I matey! I come from the land down under. You got two jokes. Wait a minute. And you guys are giving me shit about intros after that? After uh, that impersonation? It was awful. I'm so happy I did it. It's almost on like my bad level of it impersonation. Was. So Almost. And speaking of Australians, here's Tad with what we watched. All right, we're just going to start right off. Jason, since he did that awesome impersonation. (laughs) What have you watched, mate? There you go. I've I've seen a couple things. Um, I watched the new John Mulaney stand-up special, Baby J. Oh, I watched it too. That is so funny. It's great. It's just great. I I mean, um, I, I appreciate him. I like when the com- I mean I don't like when a comic ha- goes through some shit. Yeah. But I always appreciate when the next one back they they're honest. S- they're honest. Yeah, they just know? lay it all out. Yeah. And they lay it out there and he definitely fucking did that. <laughs> and was his amazing hilarious self when he did it. <laughs> it's so good. He just is that 8-year-old that's in the audience know, right it. out of the gate. <laughs> <clears throat> And then uh, that's on Netflix. And then I watched uh, on Hulu. It's the only other thing I've watched. Um, it is a horror type of show movie from Matt Ruskin. It's Boston Strangler. Oh, okay. Stars Kira Knightley and Carrie Coon and Chris Cooper's in there. And um, Chris Cooper and Carrie Coon are on there. Now where's he from? <laughs> <laughs> it's based on a true story. Uh, reporters Loretta McLaughlin and Jean Cole bravely pursue the story of the Boston Strangler at great personal risk, putting their own lives on the line in their quest to uncover the truth. And, you know, it's, it's a thing about serial killers. It's stuff we love. It's, yeah. You can never go wrong with that stuff. So that's what I, it's really, and it's just great. It's just great. So uh, that's what I watched. All right, Mike, what have you watched? Not much. I guess, you know, I guess I did watch that (laughs) John Delaney special, which was good. Have you guys ever, speaking of comedy specials, have you ever heard of um, Felt Face? I'm trying to remember. What are you even saying? Let me see if I can find it. So Simon introduced me to this comedian. He's got a YouTube channel. And it's a guy, oddly enough, he's from Australia. (laughs) And, uh, but he. um, That's a knife. He does his whole act with a puppet. Like, and it's not like, you know, Jeff, Jeff Dunham. Dunham or anything. It, it's the puppet is the star of the show. It's like Sesame Street. There's He's like hidden underneath a, a black table and it's just the puppet. And it is, and he is so freaking funny. Um, God, I should have. Yeah, like insult. Oh, here comment. he is. Yeah. Randy Feltface is his, is his name. I'll show Jason a quick picture. Oh, it's um, a puppet. Yeah, he's got stuff on YouTube, and I think he's got a couple of his specials on Tubi. I would uh, 
recommend checking him out. He is really funny, and it's but it's really smart too. It's really good stuff. Um, but anyway, what I also watched recently, uh, try and do you know catch up on some films I have not seen over the years, um, based on the piles of movies that were bestowed to me by someone. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. I watched um, R.I.P.D. Oh. Yeah. There's a sequel out, too. Yeah, there is, isn't there? Yeah, I'll, I'm fine without watching that, because, yeah, I didn't was, really care They tried to make it Men in Black with, with ghosts, and it's just... It no. felt a little too Men in Black, but that wasn't even my real problem. I'm most like, hey, I, you know, going into it, it's just like it has that stigma of being very Men in Black, but it's still Ryan Reynolds, right? But Yeah, that, that was the last hope. But... He really couldn't save it. I thought like the effects work was kind of crappy. I didn't like these weird, puffy, bloated ghost creatures, and some of the mythology didn't like the world building that they did wasn't either not enough or explained enough or contradicted itself at certain points. But the worst part for me, and I really hate saying it because I love him, was probably Jeff Bridges because he's he's doing yeah. this thing. This like uh, he's like the ghost of this old time west uh, old west type guy, but he's talking like he's got like a mouthful of chew through the whole movie, and you can uh, there, half of the movie I could not understand a word he was saying. Hmm. So, and that's probably just me and my old man ears, but that really ruined the movie for me, especially since it's Jeff Bridges and he's usually super awesome. Well, sometimes he stops on the show from time to time. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's been known to stop by every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> and then last thing I'll say is I've been kind of on a Danny McBride and David Gordon Green kick lately. Um, been making Brandy. Uh, I've been rewatching Righteous Gemstones so Brandy could see it. Finally talked her into watching it. But... I need I, to get that watched. It's so good. It's so good. But I've uh, just because I was, I was, a, I was sorry, but I was a huge Eastbound and Down fan. So Kenny yeah. fucking Powers. I, I've I've started yep. that one here recently because I just finished, I just marathoned Vice Principals, which is also oh, really God, good. That was great. Yeah, that, that was one. Great. That one's awesome. So um, super funny. And man, I I don't care what anybody says. I know, and I I say this to to people all the time. Yes. Danny McBride can kind of be one note, but God damn it, he does that that note really, really well. And it's really, really funny. But he's, I'm just convinced the guy is like a kind of a hidden genius. Like he plays these dumb characters, but if he's like co-writing this stuff and, and co-creating these these amazing shows, um, just there's there's some genius work going on in the writing yeah, of these I mean, shows. If he's, if he's got one thing and it works, so what? Yeah, Nolan Ryan had Nolan Ryan had one fucking pitch, but it seemed to do him pretty well. <laughs> but have you, have you seen the Fist Foot Way? Not yet. That's on Fuck. my to do list for Get sure. That, yeah, hit that. That's up like next. His, for one of his first things, right? Yes, and it's so fucking weird and funny. Uh-huh. You'll love it. It's like no budget little indie film with him yeah. being a fucking complete prick asshole. <laughs> so good. <laughs> awesome. Can't wait. Anyway, so that's what I watched. Speaking of prick assholes, Andy, what have you watched? <laughs> Why, thank you. <laughs> like the introduction. 
You're just mad because I wouldn't do the dude on cue. Yeah, yeah you left me fucking hanging. You left me hanging, you bastard. I think I liked that. I thought that I think that's funnier than if you did the dude. <laughs> Very fragile. Uh, uh, let's see. Um, I have watched a lot. Um, thanks to Tad, I'm all cut up on, on Yellow Jackets now. And I think You're further that's... than how, me. How, oh, I, was gonna, I wanted to ask Tad what he thought about the last episode last night. No, I can't. I, I have oh, you, to catch up. Busy. Yeah, fuck. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't want to give anything away, but if it's the one I think you're talking about, um, where there's like a there's a sway, it, yeah, I don't want to give anything. Away. I I'll, know. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Um, but yeah, yeah, great show. Um, and I'm glad uh, Ted really kind of turned us on to that. I um, mean, if you're not watching it, you you should be. Um. Let's see. Um, I watched. I watched. A, uh, you know, a pl- plenty of things. Um, I know uh, it wasn't on last week, but I'll fill you in. I did see, go see um, Dungeons and Dragons. Yay. I had fun. Um, I, I'm on the fence whether they will make another one again. I just don't know if it's got the power to be a franchise. I'm not saying that it's not good. But I think it made the money to make a franchise, so... <laughs> yeah, d- so d- they will. D- Did it do pretty well? Yeah, and that's what rules all. So, yeah, I, yeah. I think it did I did pretty so, well box office-wise, so... Okay, well, you know, I mean, I, I thought I thought it was I thought it was a lot of fun, and um, love the reference to the cartoon. Yes! Instantly caught oh, that. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Instantly caught it, because um, I grew up wa- watching it and, and loving it, and... Um, yeah, and it was there's just one hilarious spot that's just so. Have you seen it, Tad? Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. No. Okay. But you can spoil, I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I probably won't, to be honest. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, just the when the, when they're playing like this illusion because like uh, Chris Pine's character is kind of like this bard because they're all thieves, but like that's his front. He's a bard that can play like the was like the mandolin or whatever. And um, his, you know, they're they're fucking the spell up, and the, and his face gets all distorted, and it's just <laughs> hilarious. And these guards are freaking out, and it's, yeah, it's it, it was it was very it was very good. Um, uh, the wife and I went and saw that. Also saw Renfield. Fuck uh, yeah! Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, it wasn't. I knew that it was gonna be somewhat, um, you know, kind of slapstick and and kind of funny, but. I had no idea that it was just going to be so balls out, just gory, like Evil Dead to blood, <laughs> yeah. kind of, kind of mayhem, which just made me like it, you know, that much more. I mean, it had great references to like the first films, all the way down to like you know, the classic um, uh, red and uh, the red and yellow Dracula font. You know, and yeah, say yeah. Redfield, you know, you know, that black or, and white, the black and white beginning. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and they just, they, they tip their cap like crazy to this movie and it, and it was a lot of fun, you know, just like people getting impaled with their own arms and just, I mean, it was just, <laughs> yeah, just, it was awesome. Yeah, it, uh, I know Tad has seen it, but did you guys No. have you no. guys seen it yet? No. Oh God, guys. Yeah. yeah you'll, it's streaming now. Yeah. It's streaming. You'll, now. you'll have a lot of fun. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um, also watched, uh, Clerks 3, uh, recently, and, um, I'm not crying, you're crying. 
So, oh, shit. <laughs> but, uh, love it. yeah, yeah, that was so, got me, you know, hit me right in the tum-tum. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. So, so good. And I don't want to, I don't want I just want people to see it. I just think it was so, uh, it's probably his, his best movie that he's made since, mm-hmm. you know. Clerks uh, do. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not going to, you know. Uh, love Clerks because the Jay and Silent Bob that uh, reboot the last Jay and Silent Bob one he was like uh, mm, yeah. yeah it wasn't I'm great a fan of that one Yoga Hosers oh, though I mean fantastic <clears throat> oh, uh, Red State though Red State Red State's never, really good I never saw that and I never I've never seen Red State all the way through actually um but this this one was this one was so good I mean I think he's kind of really you know back to form you know like the kevin smith that we know and love and i mean i'm not saying that he he's not allowed to go out and you know do different things i mean i think he absolutely should but he's allowed to um, suck yes exactly um just don't make a second tusk please um uh and i also went and saw evil dead rise and i know tad's probably seen it fuck yeah he saw, saw the shit out of it oh um, yeah <clears throat> I do uh, have, like, it's not really a bitch because I think I know why they did it. I really don't think that they need the beginning and the end of this film because it's not necessary. Um, neither neither of you, Mike or Jason, haven't seen it, right? Nope. Nope, still haven't. Yeah, so we won't dig deep into it. But I understand what you're saying, but I th- believe this was to continue the franchise so we don't have to wait 10 more years for a new Evil Dead movie. Okay, well, fair enough. I mean, it's just like, it doesn't... All, all I'll say is this. It doesn't matter where the book is because, like, if you want to get, like, you know... I think they did this... I, I think they did this, one, like the reason you said, and two, not to, not to piss off the purist because it has to take place, you know, in the woods or whatever. Right. Um... But, you know, if you look at it, Professor Nobi, he went to fucking Samaria to get the damn book anyway. It doesn't matter where the book is. It's just an evil book, and it just kills anything within its, you know, it pollutes anything within its presence. But uh, other than that, you know, I thought it was a hell of a good time. Uh, I mean, and for some, uh, I think in this movie... It's more impactful because you see these kids and you know, they're not, you know, they don't have, uh, you know, their dad's not around and the the mother's just struggling to be a good mom. So, I mean, you, I became more emotionally attached to these characters, you know, in, in any other evil dead movie to tell you the truth. First time that it's like that kids, like a family are involved. It's always been like a group of teenagers in the woods. Right. Yeah. Adults. So, uh, having kids ups the ante a little bit. Yeah. And you know, you just, you get, you get, uh, emotionally invested in these characters and then, you know, uh, you, you love to, you love to see them fight on and fight on. But you know, when, you know, you know when they eventually you know get turned over i mean it just it was weird because i was like wow why am i i'm kind of like really kind of bummed out now (laughs) you know normally i'm just like okay well that turned you know but uh i was just like i was in the theater i was watching like damn man that sucks um 
Yeah, you guys, please go see it so we can start actually discussing this on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't want to yeah. get, I don't want to give too much away, but I, I really, you know, really enjoyed it. I mean, it's, it's, it's very, you know, it's very bloody, like the remake in 2013. So, uh, yeah, uh, all I gotta say is she's greater, um, and yeah, you sh- you should definitely, definitely watch it. Yes, that's that. That's all I wanted to talk about. So, excellent. Cool, Dad. What'd you watch? Not a whole lot. Uh, my like very limited schedule has, but I, I do say I have been lucky enough to have Friday nights to myself. So I've been watching The Last Drive-In. So mm-hmm. uh, last week we had uh, an Italian double feature with Zombie and The Beyond. That was. Awesome! I missed this last this last episode. Though. And then this last episode was a Cinco de Mayo episode, which we had "Don't Panic" and "Tigers Are Not Afraid." Mm, um, obviously, oh, yeah. Obviously, have I've seen "Tigers"? I ranted and raved about that in twenty eighteen. Yeah, I think it was twenty eighteen when I or twenty nineteen when we did the top ten. I had I don't mm-hmm. know if it's on my list, but it was at least honorable mention. It was yeah, it's fucking fantastic. And having a serious movie that's in another language was obviously not a popular choice amongst the uh, mutant fam. But uh, I love that Joe Bob doesn't give a shit and just does what he wants to do. And he chose a, a very dark, serious movie as a second movie, which made it a little bit harder to stay awake. But I love the movie. And he gave so much great insight on the movie and the actors and fantastic of course the whole episode um was a great history lesson in mexican history and cinco de mayo and mexican food it was uh one of the better uh host episodes for those two um the banter back and forth they got extremely drunk on the episode which was a lot of fun uh awesome joe bob and darcy took a lot of tequila shots um Uh, so that was a lot of fun. I never seen Don't Panic. That's one that should have made my one of my birthday parties. This movie is so stupid and bad, uh, but it's a lot of fun. Have you guys seen Don't Panic? No, uh-uh. no. What? What? When did that come out? Eighty eight, eighty nine. Uh, yeah. Vinegar Syndrome. I think uh, I have it. Yeah, famously put this out, and they sold the pajamas that the main character yeah. wears with the dinosaurs. I, I've seen it. Yeah, I've Wait, seen it. Yeah, 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 I have seen it. I know what movie that is now. Yeah, yeah it's, it. it's, it's, <laughs> it, it's very, um, like, it makes me think of, like, Miami Connection because it's like, did a fucking alien make this movie? Like, yep. Yep. Uh, the, the, main, the main character is, like, a 30-year-old actor playing, like, a 16-year-old kid. <laughs> That but the, char- but, the, but the but the character yeah. is like in a race car. He has, basically has like a race car room. He has like Spencer's <laughs> gift posters up. It's like it's so confusing because he's an old man playing a high schooler. But the it, even the character is like underdeveloped, like age wise in the movie because he's he's got like a seven year old's bedroom and he wears like a children's pajamas. It's like how did this get filmed and edited and made and what the. F- it's it, it's a big what the fuck movie, but it's so funny because of that. Um, I had a blast just because Joe Bob had so much fun making fun of it, uh, and and I this is like the perfect you know it, what a weird I love this like what a perfect Joe Bob double feature a very dark serious movie about you know kids dying and and the struggle of politics and then this 
don't panic. Like, two very opposite ends of the spectrum. Just a blast of a night. Uh, I'm so happy that Joe Bob's on right now. So, uh, other than that, I'm trying to think if I watched anything. I don't think I've really been able to catch much else of anything. So, that's what I've watched. All right. Thanks, Ted. And now it is time to get into our movies, our underground movies that we're going to talk. No, not the indie movies, the the things that are in the dirt. We, we've been over it. I think they get it. Oh, okay. Jason, what's our first movie tonight? Our first movie is from 1984, and it's a bunch of letters <laughs> that spell Chud. Beneath the city of New York are living catacombs, an endless maze of subterranean tunnels, unfit for anything human, unauthorized for anything experimental, Hold it! There's moving up ahead at the top. and unlikely to bring anyone down there. So, <laughs> they're coming up. Chud. Check your basement and your bathroom. Keep off the street and try to hide. But remember, the dark is their place. The night is their time. And tomorrow, the only things living in the city of New York will be Chud. Chud. Cannibalistic, humanoid, underground dwellers. <laughs> Chud. They're not staying down there anymore. Chud. <laughs> A bizarre series of sudden disappearances on the street is streets of New York City seem to point towards something unsavory living in the sewers. Chud. That's right. <laughs> Chud. Well, uh, this movie's pretty awesome, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm watching this. I, I hate admitting it, but, you know, Ted's made it okay to say this. I, I could have swore I'd seen this, but I'm watching it and I'm like, I'm not sure that I've fucking seen this. Really? I mean... I think, you know, by proxy, you've seen a lot of the scenes and stuff. Yeah, especially uh, shots of the creatures and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. all I mean, there's plenty of familiarity, but as a whole, I'm like, you know, I'm just not... It just wasn't hitting me like I'd seen it, so... You know I mean, where I saw it for the first time? Where's that? The Last Drive-In. Yeah. Joe Bob oh, showed it. So maybe, maybe that was it. I don't... <laughs> yeah. But, huh. uh, yeah, it's pretty great. You know, it's nice. Um, what a fucking cast. Are you kidding? Seeing Daniel yeah. Stern. Home Alone prequel. John Hurd. <laughs> yep. Christopher John Kirk. Goodman. John Goodman being a <laughs> douche. But 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 was, clearly his him. Partner, his partner was the guy that was uh, Rhea Perlman's husband on Cheers. I can't place his name. Yep, yep. Yeah, uh, I loved it. You know, it's great. It's um, 80s crazy. It's it's Jaws with underground monsters. 
Right. I will say, yeah, like when well, I because you don't see the monsters. For no, it's a, we need to close this beach. We can't. Oh, we, that, that it's yeah, this, it's that whole. But you're gonna get everyone killed. I can't. I can't. You know, just Jaws. I uh, I just remember like obviously heard the name Chud like when I was like younger and getting into horror and stuff. I started when I was a little kid. You know, it's like Chud, Critters, Ghoulies. It f- fell into that thing. Um, and like, I just remember like as a kid, I just assumed like there were just small little, they fit into that subgenre of weird small oh, yeah. creatures. And when I first saw it on Joe Bob, I'm like, Oh, they're fucking like human size. Okay. Uh, interesting. You know, did anybody think that, and I don't think it was buck flower, but the guy that was, uh, had the knife and was talking about the sky that was falling. I got ri- a big time. Buck flower vibes from that guy. Anytime you have like a bum with a beard, it's gonna be buck flower vibes. <laughs> well, I mean, he just he looked a lot like him, like a younger version of him. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's just, I mean, I if, if I'm interjecting here, but I mean, I I enjoyed it too. Like you know, uh, the McAllister dad, and of course, you know, um, <laughs> the uh, you know Daniel Stern was you know. Looked like he smelt like bo and yeah. you know weed, and um, <laughs> yeah, never have you been able to visually smell a person more than Daniel Stern in the movie. Exactly, show. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, you've got the typical you know '80s corporate you know villains in this. You know, it's just like uh, you know you don't get to cross my red tape. You know, blah blah blah. You know, it's just like you know that's but. You know that's okay. That's why we love these kind of movies. But um, yeah, I mean, and of course, I love you know, and I think Mike will concur on this one. Like, I love seeing like early '80s, late '70s, like the kind of sleazy New York yes. kind of vibe, like the Abel for Abel Ferrara. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like that that kind of vibe, and it and it and it gave off a little bit of that. Not so much as Abel, but yeah. Yeah, it definitely had some sleazy New Yorkness to it, which is one of the many reasons why I love this movie. I, I feel like probably it's more nostalgia love for this movie than, than anything else because you don't get the chuds for quite a while in this movie. Right. And and there's some there's some scenes where it's like, okay, obviously they had big ideas and not the budget because um, the, the diner scene – you just hear a bunch of screams off camera when the chuds start showing up outside the diner and then cut to a bloody massacre has happened and the, and the cops are there and the new, you don't see any of the mayhem. It, it really feels rather jolting the, the transition from the chuds um, showing up outside the diner to, to the next scene. Um, but when you do get chuds on screen, they're freaking awesome. I love the look of the chuds. I love their eyes glowing. I love the one that, for no reason, no reason, other than having the long enough neck to get cut off by a sword, but no reason why a chud's neck would stretch out um, <laughs> in like Evil yeah, Dead 2 the, style. Yeah, only to get, to get cut off. Yeah, only to get cut off by a sword. Yeah, exactly. And then when they die, their headlamps go off. Did you notice that? <laughs> <laughs> that like the, yep. the, the lightning bug ass glow goes out of their eyes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this movie's like way more story driven than Chud driven um, with all the, you know, yeah. 
it really, really, really leans into the environmental issues and the government conspiracy issues and all of that. Because you're basically, you're following two sets of characters around through this whole movie. You get Daniel uh, Stern, the um, the, the uh, soup kitchen cook, um, and you get the police detective whose wife has disappeared, and then you get the, the couple, the photographer, and the model, um, all of which, you know, the two sets have no connection to each other whatsoever other than just trying to figure out the weird stuff that's going on with the people that's living underneath the city. And, and eventually they kind of come together, but you, you're just following these four people around through this whole movie, trying to figure things out. It really reminds me of some, um, you know, Larry Cohen stuff too, uh, from that era, like uh, cue the winged serpent. You don't get a ton of cue in the movie. It's a lot of like, what's going on? We're cops. We got to figure this out kind of stuff. And, and, you know, then uh, actually getting the uh, winged serpent. And, you know, and the whole New York, dirty New York stuff, too. A lot but, of New York, yep. Oh, Shot yeah. in New York. Yep. Yep. But uh, at the end of the day, I love it. I think I've this was like a staple on the USA Network back in the day. Oh. <clears throat> not Yeah, not just up all night, but it's like on Saturday Nightmares or Commander USA's Groovy oh, Movies. Yeah. I think I saw that movie over and over and over again on USA Network, but. Yeah, I'm Love sad it. it's not on uh, Shutter for the last drive-in episode. It's not on there currently. Yeah. I I don't know if they have the Just Joe Bob episode of this up, but uh, that's too much involvement for me. But if if it pops <laughs> back up, it's a fun way to watch it. Just his insight on on it uh, is a lot of fun. Awesome. What trivia do you have for Chud? Let's see here. I forgot. I hate this movie. Wait, what? Because the end. Bosch. Oh, cause, cause, yeah. <clears throat> Spoilers. Yeah, fuck you, movie. Anyway, <laughs> I, I guess you can put two and two together on that. But um, anyway, he sorry. Well, does he? Did he? He says, "Good shot." Yeah, and then what? And then <laughs> credits. Yeah. So uh, this away. might. I was gonna say that this might pop up and fuck Jason Bollinger. Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> that's what he did. I heard that. Sorry, Tim. This no, this might pop up later in shoutouts, but um, this was part of uh, Jordan Peele's inspiration for us. And yes, you can actually, you can actually see a VHS of Chud in the movie. Oh, nice. Uh, hmm. It's like when they're showing that, like people around the world video on the TV, you see like a VHS tape on the entertainment center. <laughs> That's um, awesome. Laura Matos, the first, the movie's first on-screen victim is the real life wife of Mr. Daniel Stern. Oh, cool. Oh. In 2011, as an April Fool's joke, the Criterion Collection announced uh, that they're putting out Chud, which is just mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Assholes. <laughs> That's pretty uh, funny. <laughs> the original concept art of the chud uh which you can see in the still gallery on the anchor bay dvd release and probably google uh shows that their faces looked more animal like in appearance okay uh, and uh in issue 32 of angoria producer andrew bonheim referred to the film as an expensive looking film and an expensive concept. It's a high quality kind of picture. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta sell them. Uh, 
so yeah, most of the, most of the rest of them are like film debut of this person. Uh, of course, you know Daniel Stern and John Hurt, like the whole connection. Uh, John Goodman early film, but yeah, that's those are the trivia's that I found interesting. Awesome, cool. All right, sweet. Thanks, Tad. Now I'm going to turn it over to Tad. What's our next movie? <laughs> I'm stoked for this one. The next movie is The Descent. Okay, give me a smile. Gino, are you sure we're going the right way? I've never been lost in my life. <laughs> There's only one way out of this chamber, and that's down the pipe. I'm stuck! I can't breathe! Sorry, you have to calm down. I'm coming, I'm coming back! Okay? Okay. <laughs> Okay, move! Now! Now! This is not good, guys. Can we get out of here? Which way? I don't know. Sarah, but she saw someone back So what? I don't think I saw someone. I saw someone! No, you heard something and you saw what you wanted to see. It's the dark. It plays tricks on people. Caving expedition goes horribly wrong as the explorers become trapped and ultimately pursued by a strange breed of predators. So this is uh, written directed by Neil Marshall, who um, at one time was what, like the most uh, exciting up and coming horror director. Not so much anymore, but there was a time mm-hmm. when he was just knocking them out. Uh, this movie scared the shit out of me when i first saw it mm-hmm. oh uh, hell yeah and it still gives me so much anxiety you could this movie yeah. you could take out the fucking creatures and it gives don't me even anxiety. need them i was yeah. gonna nope. say that yeah mm. the, the very yeah. beginning when that cave starts uh caving in on them when they get in there fuck that oh. I'm, I'm already out like i'm checking out like just watching it for the i don't know fifth time this past weekend i'm like God damn it. Like I I should I know it's coming. I know what happens from this point forward. Why am I still like why am I breathing shallow? Like why why if, <laughs> But that's such a good, you know, it's a good sign of good filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So basically there's a traumatic accident at the beginning of the movie which uh is a real surprise for those who have if you watch it for the first time. Sorry Barth for spoiler. Yeah but sort of leads to the story about these girls going on this big cave expedition to get their friend's mind off of a horrible accident that killed her daughter and her husband, right? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, yeah. Very uh, final destination kind of death, too. Yeah, very brutal. Uh, pull through the face. Uh, 
but uh, things don't go as planned. And uh, one of the girls decides they're going to explore without telling the rest of them um, an uncharted cave. And when they get in, their exit caves in, or I guess for lack of a better word, uh, crumbles in. So they have to find their way through. And if that's not scary enough, which is scary enough for me, but if that's not scary enough for you, um, there are some creatures that live down here that have evolved or devolved, depending on how you see it. Uh, these pale bat-like creatures that are blind, but they are very sensitive to sound. Uh and yeah, it's pretty much gigantic human bats um, that fucking shred anything that they can hear to pieces. Uh, very violent, quick, no zombie-like uh, movements. These things are fucking gnarly, and uh, it gets very visceral very quick. Lots of great practical effects. Uh, lots yeah. of great sound design. Lots of great reveals when you first see one in the distance. They don't show it right away. Uh, of course, they don't hide it as much as Chud, but... Uh, <laughs> when when this movie steps on the fucking pedal, it does not let up and it gets awesome. So then it just becomes these creatures versus badass women. And uh, only, well, spoiler, only one survives. Uh, but uh, I assume everyone loves this, right? I mean, or, or are you wrong? Because if you don't, you're wrong. <laughs> or, are you wrong? <laughs> or are you wrong? I have one, I have one question for you guys now. Um... Did you guys watch the unrated or rated version? I don't remember. I mean, I know there's two different endings. Is that? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I like it. I like them like either way, um, but um, I prefer the unrated version. So is um, that the one where she gets out, she gets to the truck, and then she wakes back up that she's in the cave? Yeah. That's, that's the version the, I saw. That's the version I watched. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the unrated. Uh, the rated version just cuts off where she sees an apparition apparition of her friend in the uh, the the rider's seat of the Bronco that she's in, and then she screams, and then it just cuts off. Yeah. That's a little um, less bleak, but man. Yeah, but I mean, it just I mean, it just it just makes so much sense to me because I think she was on like a lot of medication, and I don't think she took it with her. If I remember correctly, she took the pill and then set it on her dresser right. in that cabin. Yeah, yeah. And so, a lot of PTSD. Yeah. Um, but wow, uh, what a ride! Uh, mm -hmm. You're 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 dead. You're dead on with because this is. I think this is the only. This is the second time that I've seen this, and I thought I was having a good time watching it because um, it had, it had been years since I'd seen it because I own own the Blu-ray. I just haven't visited. it it in a while and yeah just like you said great practical effects like when i believe what is it uh holly breaks her leg uh right away and the like bone, yeah and the bone is protruding out but i mean that that was good but when they're trying to set it from like there was this a little bit wider shot and they're pushing on that thing and then there's blood spurting out of that thing i'm like oh she's got God. a handful she's got it like her hand like wrapped around her leg bone and pushing it in and it's just like being able it's so bad that you can hold it like that's to me like yeah awful yeah that's like close to like might as well just amputate the damn thing yep just take um, it off or leave her there sorry yeah just <laughs> leave her for, yeah 
peace out. Um, but yeah, and and the 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 real the rarity of this, it's just like you know you don't see uh, a cast primary primarily of just women, and it's mm-hmm. you know not the thing that it you know it's just something you don't see. Even you didn't see it in two thousand five. You don't see it you know now. It's um, sort of like the the female version of the thing, where it's like yeah. a group of women oh, isolated yeah. in this cave. Obviously, there's no like shapeshifter, but they're dealing with something that they're not. They don't know what it is and what's going on, and trying to trust each other. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. because some of the women point. are holding information out from each yeah. other, uh, yeah. and you know that they were in this situation because somebody not trying to hurt them, but made a grave mistake of like not telling anyone where they're going and uh, not, not including the group of what they're actually doing, thinking this is going to be a good thing. And obviously was not, it bit them all in the ass figuratively storm. and literally. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, def- definitely. Um, love this film. Great set design. I mean that, that, that low ceiling cave with like all the body parts and the blood and that, just that pit that just, pit of blood and when that female uh i don't know crazy bat lady comes out of you know just sloshes out of there and just comes at her i'm just like oh god great stuff um even just the visuals of the landscapes that neil marshall got you know of just the beautiful countryside that they're in i mean it's just everything just looked really pretty and really well shot and just well done and uh like you guys said, you almost don't need, you know, the bad people, but just the nervous tension of, you know, being lost and claustrophobic and yeah, it just fires on all cylinders. It's a great movie. Yeah. You don't need the bad people, but I still, I still love that they show up. I I will take cave chuds all day long. I thought they (laughs) looked cool. I mean, it's not like high tension where you get that twist and it's like that was completely unnecessary. It's not like that where it's – that's not what we're saying. At least that's not what I'm saying, that like um, that we don't need them. They're still fun and it it still makes the movie fun and cool and it takes them to the next level take, yeah the movie's already at a, at a claustrophobic but yeah so level. such i think this is definitely ups the stakes like a mother i cannot think of another movie that makes me as uneasy as this movie with with the whole claustrophobic For real um yeah yeah when that one girl's just trapped in that little i there, mm. there's moments still i've watched this several times myself and there's still that moment there i kind of have to turn away from it and it's not gory it's not and it's not violent it's just you're just like anxiety level to a thousand yeah because your brain you you start going into her situation and the idea of just like not having any control of my where i can move is that's just terrifying forget about it the only the only other movie that i can really kind of compare this to is probably and it is just to do with the caves and nothing to do with like the bad people or anything would probably be as above so below. I was thinking the same thing because it's got that scene, right? Where the guy gets stuck yeah. and he starts mm-hmm. to panic. And yeah, uh, that scene right there, I was thinking the exact same thing, Andy. I, that 
that movie right there. Um, I mean, it's a great movie, awesome. but it's just that one scene in particular that just totally right. parallels that feeling that this movie gives me. Well, I actually hate this movie. <laughs> it's too scary. It's too scary. You hate I it for the right reasons. I know. I love yeah. it. How about that poster? Huh? Fuck yeah! Oh, based yeah. on cool. that poster, yeah. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's based on an old painting, like, or yeah. maybe an old sculpture or something. Uh, but yeah, I mean everything on this, they fucking knocked it out. Like poster, trailer, movies. I mean everything. This this is like Neil Marshall's grand opus. Come on, for real. Yeah, what yeah. Happened? He's gonna he's gonna have a hard time topping this one. Well, he hasn't since, really. No. Hmm. Kind of wonder what happened. I mean, some of his later he stuff, Game I still thrown stuff, didn't he? Okay. Yeah, but not like that's not creative. He's he's doing that for money, right? I mean, not right. not to shit on him. That's nothing wrong with that. But as far as we're talking, like written and directed, like this is his 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 baby. Like this is his Doomsday. Was cool as hell. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was gonna uh, say soldiers. I still like dog Doomsday, soldiers. and you know, yeah, Dog Soldiers, but. After I still that, haven't watched that Hellboy remake yet. I did, and does yeah. not feel like a Neil Marshall movie. Hmm. Yeah, that was don't. another paycheck, maybe. Maybe I don't know. I mean, it's not horrible, but we had one that worked. Why do it again? Has anyone like, seen The Lair? Yeah. Just last year, I think Brian like... Clark saw it and had horrible things to say. Oh no! And you, you know, he his tolerance is very high, so. Oh, I thought we were going to talk about his taste in movies. <laughs> well, that that too, but I mean. Uh, Remember, C to to Chucky is his favorite from that franchise. I love you, Brian. His his tolerance for shit is higher than anybody's. (laughs) I know, I know, it's true. Yeah, yeah, and if if he says something's bad, then it's going to be bad. Tales of Halloween, yeah. It did some there. It's just a bummer. I don't know. I actually watched Tales of Halloween with Neil Marshall. Oh, yeah, you told us about that. He was there, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, I was was at a film festival, and... um, him and Adam Green were um, debuting it. I just happened to be in Colorado because I got into the screenwriting competition there. And um, there was two empty seats next to me, and they were introducing, like, blah, blah, blah. We hope you really like it. And they just come down, and Neil Marshall plops down, like, right next to me. <laughs> and I'm he's like, watching him introduce oh, it, and he's like, he's like, he's he's got his hands rubbing together, like, uh-huh, two empty seats. I wonder where you guys are going to sit. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, w- I wasn't like that, but I was just like, oh, shit. I, was, I looked over at Danielle and um, just like. You, the, you the, put the, the popcorn in your lap. Like, and, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> the hole in the bottom of the bucket. Out, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some popcorn meal. Mr. Marshall, me. I buttered it. I buttered it. No. Oh my god! No, uh, <laughs> but the first thing in my mind it was just like uh, I remember Tom Savini when he said, "When I go to the movie that I worked on, I don't actually watch the movie. I watch the people react to it." Yeah. And I was just like, "Is he gonna be like Tom Savini looking at me?" He's just gonna like, stare at you the whole time. At- yeah. <laughs> like looking at me reacting to this so I was like and I can't give him side eye because I you know he's probably gonna think he's gonna catch me and I'm gonna be some kind of weirdo you know but, so I just kind of just watched the movie and just and I talked to him a little bit about it and he, he was he was really cool and I was just like I was just like oh that was so cool you got uh uh Adrian Barbeau to you know you know redo her uh role from the fog yeah he's like you know and I can't do like oh, he gave us our best, you know, Stevie Wayne, you know, stuff like that. And 
but yeah, he was, I mean, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't like really short with me, but, but he was, he was actually really, really cool. So, yeah. It's just funny to me. I'm thinking, man, Neil Marshall sitting next to Neil Marshall ruined the experience of watching this movie for you. You were too subconscious <laughs> about him watching you. It was, it was, it was definitely, yeah, it was definitely, it was, it was cool, but it was kind of weird at the same time. Yeah. It was just like, Am I gonna like? Should I be laughing at certain spots where that he he would expect me to? But what if he doesn't? And I'm just like, oh, yeah. It was it was it was it was cool, but it was weird. Or laughing at the wrong spots. People do that in my yeah, movies all yeah. the time. <laughs> yeah. oh. but Tales of Halloween's actually a really fun movie, but it's not oh, all yeah. Neil Marshall. Yeah. So. No, yeah. no. Cool. Now we're all in unison on this one. So what do you got for trivia on uh, The Descent, Tad? This was uh, Neil Marshall's last great movie. Oh. uh, Oh. (laughs) Wouldn't that be mean? Uh, The crawlers were designed to resemble Nosferatu. They also had huge white eyes to begin with, but the idea was done away with because they looked too silly. Uh, It took three and a half hours of makeup to transform an actor into a crawler. They had to shave off their body hair as well. Uh, which is not too surprising. I mean, I can definitely get Nosferatu yeah. vibes with those sort of pointy ears. Uh, oh, for sure. Yeah. I thought, in, watching it this time again, like getting a good close look at it in HD, I was like, uh, you know, man, like even the makeup and stuff is really fucking cool. Like, I don't I don't know how, I'd like to watch this on like The Last Drive-In just to see how he got this made. Like, because yeah. it, it wasn't, cheap you know what i mean like i feel like maybe he's off the tracks because his stuff he's making is like no budget where this does not feel cheap at all like maybe uh they saw high tension and were like you know this because i think high tension was before this right i assume well yeah high tension's not neil marshall though oh why was i thinking that was uh, Uh, i because i brought it up uh aja alexander is uh yes yes um verona guy so I don't know how they that he got this made, but I'm happy he did. Um, let's see. The filmmakers considered it too dangerous to film in an actual cave. It would have been far too time-consuming, so they opted to build one instead. Uh, they built 21 Smart. separate cave sets for the film. Damn. Uh, but they reused them at different camera angles to get the most out of them. Uh the appearance of the creatures was kept secret from cast members until the first scene in which they encounter them was filmed. That stuff's always fun. Yeah. 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 When the cast were finally filming the scene, when the girls encounter the crawlers, the girls were genuinely scared and screamed the building down, running off set and laughing. <laughs> oh, here, here you go. Production on this film was fast tracked so that the movie could be released before the similarly themed American film, the cave. Um, unfortunately it opened the same week. Yeah. As the as the not as a, as the 2005 London bombings, which considerably hurt the film's chances at the box office. Yeah. Oh. Um, let's see. Uh, the jokey production name given during filming was "Chicks with Picks." <laughs> oh my <laughs> lord! That's good. I love your comparison to the the thing on that. It, yeah, that was great. That really makes a lot That's of sense. Comp. A female version of the thing you know this is trust and all that this is really cool neil marshall shot many of the crawlers at 18 frames per second with Mm. a 45 degree shutter to give them a staccato movement uh 
sort of in that time frame a little overused in some of those types of movies like it makes me think of like some of the j horror stuff but in this movie yeah. i think it's so cool and effective uh, yeah i mean it's it it's it, it it's unnatural but it feels natural if that makes sense it feels like this that's how these things move uh and here's one more which sort of goes back to um what we were talking about, the poster was borrowed from a portrait ph- photograph by Philippe Halsman of Salvador Dali, entitled Salvador Dali in Voluptuit Mars. Uh, the photo itself was inspired by surrealist Dali Gauche, Dali's gauche female bodies as a skull painting. The same imagery is also used for the poster for The Silence of the Lambs. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's where we get the uh, inspiration. Awesome. There's, I mean, this has tons and tons of trivia, but that was just some of the, the fun stuff. But go to IMDb. There's like, you can scroll and scroll. There's some fascinating stuff in here. Awesome. Thank you for that. Uh, Andy, saving <laughs> the best movie for last. What's our uh, next movie for the show? Well, our next movie, well movie um <laughs> is from 2015 and it's called the sand nothing leaves this beach Where is everyone? Are you stuck? Oh my god. Don't touch the sand! Somebody want to tell me what just happened? You saw the sand! It ate everyone! Drive the car over here and get out of here! Start the car, Jonah! Start the car! The car won't start. We're all gonna die, man! This is crazy! We're all gonna die! Like a monster? I don't believe in monsters. After an all-night graduation beach party, a group of hungover 20-somethings awake to a beating sun and a seemingly carnivorous beach that does that devours anything with a heartbeat that touches the sand. Okay, um, yeah, kind of, uh, interesting, um, uh, concept. Uh, but that's just, yeah not uh just horrible horrible uh special acting, effects with I'll say acting writing special effects pacing <laughs> uh cinematography yeah, <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> just the the <laughs> acting is oh it, it was this a sci-fi original jesus man it totally feels that way especially with the freaking cgi 
Yeah. Um, yeah, just... I'm telling they, you, though, this this is another one of those examples for me that I'm not blaming the actors. I'm blaming the writing and the directing. Because yeah. if, if, if those words that came out of their mouths were on the page to begin with... It feels like it's mo- the, all the dialogue in this feels like my old high school ad libbed movies where we just dump blood on each other. That is like the intelligent level of the dialogue in this. Um, they can't help that they have to say these shitty lines. <laughs> I completely agree. I I I actually like the actors in this. Uh, yeah, but it's it's just the uh, story is so small that it's so much of this movie is stretching it out it is very you know and you know it and it shows and it hurts the movie and i'll tell you i'm glad i watched it because you know i love that i love and i always say i love movies with like small locations single locations right not a big cast yeah um and if they can suck me in for an hour and a half with such minimal, minimal, um, you know, story and location, whatever, then I feel that's good. And I say it that way all the time with no examples of when it's done wrong, when it's done bad. And, he, and now I have one. So something good came out of this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just proof to me that I'm just not a sucker every single time it's a, it's a single location or whatever. Yeah, it seemed like, you know, any time, like, especially with, with Gilbert, not tucking, taking anything, you know, away from him, but it's like, his his dialogue was, whenever something, somebody said something he didn't like, it was just like, his go-to was just say, to say, fuck you to people. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> what? I mean, I heard him do that, like, fuck you! And, okay. Um, yeah, it's like, just lazy writing, and... Um. Yeah, just typical drunk teenagers. Well, twenty somethings in this case. <laughs> sorry. Um. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Nobody heard anybody screaming while this thing was like eating all their friends at night. Um. But okay, fine. We'll go with that. Um. <laughs> uh. Right. Just it. Just some of the. Even even the ending of the movie was just like, okay, was the boyfriend, did he eventually die in that SUV? Because the two girls just walked off together. They hated each other, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah and that other guy is like looking in there and he says something like, oh my God, or like, what's wrong with you or something like that? Or Yeah, and you don't, you don't know if the guy's dead or not, but... You just, assume he is. There's yeah. so many logic problems with this movie. The whole first 15 minutes uh happen and then they're like oh there's this guy stuck in a trash can that we could have clearly seen and acknowledged once <laughs> exactly that's been there the whole time but we just now see him i hate that shit i hear everybody out there <laughs> listening if you want to see this movie i'm you gonna, don't i'm gonna summon up how bad it is but with one character, and that is a man is stuck in a trash can through the entire movie with a dick drawn on his face. That's the movie you're getting with the sand. Guys, I'll be honest, though. Like, I know this movie is bad in so many ways, but I still kind of liked it. 
Cool. I, That's awesome. I mean, I, I mean, sure, it has hot girls in it. You know, and that helps. But um, I don't know. I, I don't know if I was just overcome with. I struggled with it all day. I'm like, how am I going to say I liked it when it's so bad? Is it cons? Is it conceptually that you like the? Because you and I talked a little bit over the weekend about it, or yeah. yesterday, and like we both saw that trailer and we're kind of like intrigued by it. Mm-hmm. Um, just execution wasn't there. Like just the idea alone of like, if you just step one single tiny toe on this sand, you're done. You're done. Right. And you get these little phalanges that come up Flora's through the sand. Lava. And, yeah, it's it's. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been the name of this movie. It is literally Flora's Lava Game, yeah. Well, you know, it's and the and the thing is, they talk about all these twenty somethings being hungover. When I saw like Jamie Kennedy come on there, I was just Ugh. like, he looks like he showed up to work on this movie hungover. <laughs> Jamie yeah. Kennedy looked like shit in this movie. He looked bad. But I'll tell I, you, I, you it took what? me a bit to recognize him, which is bad. But at least the improv don't look yeah, shit. Yeah, me too. But... And that's the thing I go back to is like, was any of this dialogue written? Because everyone else is doing a horrible job with their dialogue. And you could tell he is a professional actor in the sense that his dialogue still sound it sounded way better than anything else they were saying. You know, it's bad when Jamie Kennedy is your favorite character in, the, in a whole movie. <laughs> well, he movie. probably had more experience than everyone else put together. That's what this, I'm saying. So, yeah. 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 Uh, maybe it's just I'm glad that I got to see you and you you really destroyed any expectation I could have had. Did that help? I think it helped. <laughs> like uh, like you said though, right away, like I, I don't think it's the actor's fault because I thought they were actually good actors. They just yeah, they didn't just stand a chance because the, the story was so thin and it was so stretched out and they... Uh, I, uh, and there's no meat and potatoes to this dialogue. It's no, all just no. like back and Filler. forth of like, oh, stretch this out, know, man. Help him, help me. Get, you know, don't touch the sand. You know, it's, fuck you, fuck you know. It's all just, it's all just the minimalistic of dialogue. But they have to stretch it out for an hour and a half, right? It's all reactionary dialogue with no substance. I mean, the one point where they try to have like a legitimate character building conversation and then it just feels so out of place in the yeah. whole movie anyway I was, saying, I was just getting pissed again they like uh, reference the phones are in the trunk right at the beginning and then they just go on with out worrying about it for 20 minutes and then they're like oh yeah we got phones and then it's like the, I'm like from the second you sit it oh, takes them God. over an hour to realize <laughs> if they if they walk on something on the sand, they won't get attacked. It's just even though they they know they can't <laughs> they can't touch the sand. That's why right. they're stuck in their car or in the lifeguard shack. Yeah, or in so a trash they can. know. Yeah, they know they're fine in the in the places where they are. They can't move. Yeah, and it takes them that long to think about it <laughs> to figure out like, hey, let's lay something on the sand and walk across that. How how pissed were you getting during the, the hot is, dog scene? You're just like, how? What are you even doing here? Is it worth it? Yeah. What is happening with this hot dog scene? I'm blanking on the hot dog scene. Just and throwing those, it. Those two bra- Those two just, girls 
to see in that convertible are so damn stupid. Like, <laughs> yeah. why would you want to stand on the bumper when you could, you know, probably shimmy down to the front of the car, grab one of those surfboards that was working oh, that you saw work earlier, put Wait. the surfboard in front of the trunk, stand on it, and then open the trunk. So many logic problems. Well, logic problems. You know, I, I talking about how if they just figured out sooner to lay something down to walk across the sand but that's not even right because the jellyfish monster by the way people it's a jellyfish monster um yeah but i do like that they can just move the shit out of the way that's kind of neat but it attacks the car it's like it's, it's like deflating the tires so it's still aware of inanimate objects and where the people are so you're telling me Walking across this like s- this thin wood railing, like a balancing act across yeah. the sand, is going to keep you from getting attacked. It's got to know it's there, right? Yeah. Just based on everything they else, everything else that they set up, and was it just me? <laughs> was it just me? So they get in the raft, right? We're getting close to the end here. Yeah. They get in the raft. They get into um, Jamie Kennedy's vehicle, and the one. The, the, and the one guy is, like, badly hurt, so they got to help him into the car or whatever. Didn't one of them just literally get out of the raft and was standing in the sand in order to help the guy in the car? Or is that just They me? were on the fire, the, the fire part. Uh, okay. I think they were, they were standing on the fire, you know, where they wouldn't, the tendrils wouldn't touch okay. them. But, All right. But All if right. you, but if they can deflate tires, how fucking easy are they going to go through an inner tube? Yeah, that raft, which, like, the bottom of that raft, you would think the creature would feel the movement on just that one little thin piece of rubber. We're, like, trying to over-logic this stupid movie. (laughs) Definitely. Oh, man, there's, like, three people left. They're trying to get to the sheriff's car, and then the the one girl knocks herself out, and the movie comes to a halt while we wait for her to wake up. (laughs) Like, what is the pacing? I got... But at the same time, I, I'm i not mad. I like it. I kind of liked it. And, it, you know, like, why didn't Tentacle Dude come out at the beginning? Or why did he have to wait to the end? I don't know. The tentacles? Yeah. Because they didn't yeah, have like the, yeah. enough money to right. show more than one shot. <laughs> I, okay. Like we're giving more airtime to the shitty movie, and we praise, like, you know, the descent less. What the fuck well, is going like, on? How how much car how much waxing the car can we do about the descent after right. all these years, right? Um, but I don't know. I, maybe, maybe I was really trying to help this movie out in my brain as it went on. But like, I took the tentacles thing is that it wouldn't come out until at night. Sure. Because it looked prettier. And it glowed. Yeah. Yeah. I was a little pissed that the Mitch dude, the nerdy guy who was in the tower with the lead girl bit it. That was kind of a nice surprise actually though. As, as cookie cutter as it feels like most of this movie is. You would, I was expecting him to survive because he's. But they spent all, a lot of the budget on his death, though, which was neat. It looked horrible, but it was neat. And that's the that's the biggest disappointment for me is that how terrifying concept again. Just asphyxiation is is a very scary death for me, yeah. and the idea of getting sucked down into the sand. Yeah. I feel like so much potential of that was lost with this bad CGI stuff. It just looked so bad, but it could have been cool. I'll tell you one thing. You want to, you want to know what the greatest, the best part of this movie is? 
What? The score. Do you know why? Oh, why? Well, first, I should ask if you all agree, if you like the score or not, if you remember, (laughs) if you're already too pissed at the movie. I don't Uh, don't remember remember. it. Anyway. I don't. It's... The score was done by Vincent Gilios. Yes! Nice! I didn't even notice that. Yeah, he did. He did the score for our movie Collapse. Oh, yeah. Cool. Kind of We're one score. degree away from the sand. I know. How great is that? <laughs> Us and Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> Fuck. We're like this. We're like. Oh. Well, anyway, Vince, I guess now's you know now now's as good time as any to announce that Jamie Kennedy's coming to Halloween Palooza, right? That's right. <laughs> that's not right. Anyway, Vincent, I know you're listening. So that was a great score. Great. It was a good score. Yes. I kind of liked how the movie started too. Where the whole beginning of setting everything up happens via a, a cell phone. I know. I was like, "Is this found footage? What's happening?" Yeah, and at first then, I thought that, but well, I mean, I knew it wasn't going to be that because we watched the tra- yeah. I watched the trailer. But, but I kind of like how they were setting everything up. Yep. Just based on this party footage on the cell phone, including why they decided to carry this slimy egg thing to the fire. Which what was, the? F- <laughs> come on, duh. This, that's just natural shit you find on the beach. Right? <laughs> that's true, yeah. yeah. Well, believe it or not, this movie can be found on Tubi. What? I know. Same, same with our movie. <laughs> you can watch it on Tubi. <laughs> anyway. Well, I feel like, I, I don't know, I kind of feel like I was bogarting a lot of this. And oh, yeah. did, it, did Tad or Andy have anything more they wanted to say? I just wish, uh, I've said all I need to say, but I just <laughs> think... Um, I wish uh, Gilbert would have survived the whole movie, so he's like still out there in a trash can, yeah, with a dick <laughs> on his face. <laughs> so, that would have been a better ending for me. Yeah. No, I, I I'm sort of like Jason, where I'm like I hate it, but I also don't hate it. Like, yeah, we've watched some really bad stuff, but this I it's like not it's not the it it's, it knows it's not perfect. It knows it's not great. Uh, I will say I started watching it, fell asleep. Because I decided, I think I watched this like after the last drive in a few oh, weeks shit. ago. Holy crap. Tried, <laughs> tried to, fell asleep, uh, woke up, and there was some other relate. You know how Tubi does. Yep. It's like, oh, you watch oh, this. Yeah. It goes right into something else. And I woke up very confused, uh, <laughs> turned off the TV, and went back and fast forwarded to where I, st- I think I fell asleep right at the surfboard scene. And I will be honest, I was very, very tempted to just not go back and pretend I watched the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> but I'm glad I did because I, when you guys were talking about the tentacle thing, I would have been like, yeah, sure, guys, whatever. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, but I had to know what happened to the guy in the trash can. Yeah, so uh, not a good ending for him, but no, um, no. not that there was going to be. But yeah, the little logic things, I mean, even like, a character leaning on a on a railing and it breaks and he falls down. It's like, yeah. come on. Like you you have one thing, you know, the floor's <laughs> lava, guys. The floor's lava. Like when you're seven years old and you're playing in your living room, don't touch the carpet. The floor's lava. It's really simple rules. How can you completely continue fucking this up? Yep. 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 But there wouldn't be a movie if there wasn't, so... I mean, if it was me in that situation, I just would have stayed inside the lifeguard shack itself, yeah. right? Like, I'm not even going to risk staying anywhere, going anywhere close to the edge of the, of it. Yeah. So, Tad, what kind of trivia do you have for 
the sand. This film was shot in 12 days, which is 11 what? more than I assumed. At least one version of the opening credits reads Killer Beach, but the closing credits give the movie title as The Sand. Oh. Uh, in 2012, filming started in California, and filming was completed later that year, but it was not released, or uh, was released in 2015. Um, here, This might explain the quality of stuff we have here, guys. Director <laughs> Isaac Gaboff, Ga- Gaboff? said in an interview that they were originally working on pre-production for a drama about four people in a sailboat going between islands in Hawaii, but there was a sudden problem that caused the film to collapse, so he and the producers had discussions about what to do. Everybody still wanted to move forward and make a movie, so he started looking at scripts, and right away the sand emerged as a clear winner from that process. I'd love to see what else he was working with. (laughs) Uh, Let's see... That's let's see. I think that's pretty much it. I mean, Nikki Lee uh, in the, the character, uh, she became a Playboy playmate in May 2012, just before they started filming. Uh, so she's basically cast because she was uh, willing to perform nude. Yeah, good for her. That's, that's it. Great. Okay, very talented. <laughs> All right, well, that is it for our film discussion on this episode. But fear not, folks! We still have more Attack of the Killer podcast to come. When we come back, we're going to finish off the show with our segments. But first, you're going to hear a promo for our podcast network called the Prescribed Films Podcast Network. The PFPN is home to over 30 shows, such as Atomic Weight of Cheese, Mm. where cult cinema is real life and real life is frequently cult cinema. Hosted by Mike, Chad, and Steph, three people who love movies, movie culture, pop culture, and nostalgia. You can listen to Atomic Weight of Cheese and all the other amazing shows at thepfpn.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the show, and now it is time to hear from you guys, the listeners. Here's Jason with Shoutouts. It's time for Shoutouts! All right, we asked, what are your favorite attack from underground horror movies? And these are your answers. Up first, we got Jacob McLaughlin. He says, Tremors is my favorite by far. Well, he's Woo. right. Yeah. But I also love us. Oh, he loves us, guys. Yeah, That's so great. I am amazed how Jordan Peele is able to take high, but sometimes near unwieldy concepts, and he just goes for it with, the weirdness. I've seen many people say that the movie starts to fall apart when things are, an exp- uh, are explained, but it worked for me. 
And we got Timothy Lenerer. He says, Tremors is the gold standard for subterranean homesick monsters attack blues. The sequence where the gummerts are thought to be casualties and then fight back is a masterclass in sound effects and film editing with the look at the back wall of the rec room giving audiences the biggest laugh and the biggest adrenaline charge of the film. And one of the best quotes in cinema history, broke into the wrong goddamn rec room, didn't you? <laughs> the Boogans is quite good. Yes, that almost made the list, guys, but I couldn't find it. And, anywhere. and it features one of the best animal performances in anything ever. Points off for never really giving the audience a good look at the monster, which looks sort of like a homicidal neopet. Blood Beach takes the bronze, but it's surprisingly well thought out monster flick with a good performance by John Saxon and Burt Young as cops who have to That's deal right. with a human devouring ant lion type creature. But you barely get a single glimpse of the monster in that one. Not until the very, very, very end of that movie. Right. Blood Beach. All right. Uh, next up, we have our newest attacker, Emily. She says, Barbarian was the first movie to stick with me for a while. Oh, yeah. Okay. I also okay. can't. God, yeah. Yeah. For real. Um, I also can't forget the classics Nightbreed. And yes, and Texas Chainsaw Two. <laughs> yeah, I love right. how yeah the the attackers are thinking outside of the box for real because yep. those are correct answers Definitely. that I never would have thought of. Yeah, mm -hmm. same here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Barbarian completely slipped my mind, and it's like probably one of the better underground movies that's been put out. Emily has a couple more too. She says, and I also love Ten Cloverfield Lane. I feel it was better than Cloverfield. I agree. Agreed. That was on our Facebook page. It's over on the group. Or it's the opposite of that. I'm not sure. Oh, we got Brian Clark. Speaking of. Woo! Tremors is one of my favorite movies of all time. Two, three, four, and the TV show are a lot of fun, too. He's yep. going to be big mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> the Strangeness is a fun, low-budget monster flick. Oh, I don't know that one. Black Scorpion has some truly atmospheric underground sequences. Oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't seen that movie since I was a kid, but yeah. Uh, the Burrowers is a fine genre bender horror western. See, I thought about that one on the list too, but then I'm like, someday I think we're going to do a western. Horror. Yeah, horror. hell yeah. So it's, that's got to be on that one. Yep. Ghost Town needs to be on that one. Oh, yeah. Another good one. And lastly, Grimm. Is prime '90s direct-to-video man in suit monster fair, grim. Sweet. Um, uh, Tim Lennerer chimes back in. He says Kevin Bacon <laughs> shot a decades later pilot for a Tremor series, but it didn't get picked up. Apparently, one entire episode was going to be about that, about trying to cross a street without getting attacked, and had no dialogue. That sounds oh, like they were cool. swinging for the fences, right? Oh, that just kind of opens my brain up to all the possibilities you could do for random episodes mm -hmm. for a show like that. And then when, uh, lastly on here, we got our attacker, Stefan Sitter. He says, the first Tremors movie is my all-time favorite when it comes to horrors from underground. I mean, playing the ground as lava has never been portrayed better in horror cinema. It's true. It definitely does it better than the sand. You got to admit, admit that, right, Tad? 
<laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, we had nothing on Twitter, but over on Instagram, hey, there he is, old school video, Inc., the Reebster. Reebster. Ooh, fun one. Going to go with my very underrated Midnight Meat Train. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I saw that Subway on movie, right? <laughs> yep, yep. He says, half of My Bloody Valentine takes place underground. There it is. So there you go. That's an obvious one. And special shout out to the Boogans. Yes, another one for the Boogans. The trailer was creepy and awesome when I was a kid and still sticks in my memory. The movie was pretty decent, although the creature itself was a bit underwhelming. But still love that trailer. Man, Boogans. Chud. Just goes to show there was a lot of cocaine in the 80s. <laughs> Who is naming these movies? I know, right? I love how in the, not to go back to our first movie, but in that trailer, they're like, <laughs> cannibalistic, humanoid, underground, dwellers, chud. Like, we get it. Like, you, and they do it over and over again. Like, we're really clever. <laughs> did you not, did you get it? Do you, did you get what we're saying? Just, uh, just, it's I'm not gonna... quite on torso level, but yeah. Yeah. Just those words together, so. cannibalistic, humanoid, underground dwellers. It almost sounds like like some failed eighties cartoon show, like like a mask or a Captain Planet or something. Like it's a made up word. You're not that special. it's Chud. That's not a real But if you watch the I know movie, Kevin Smith Chud has to use it as an insult. Oh, no. You know? Well he keeps uh calling Dante a hideous fucking chud. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we got one more. The red light's over there beeping, Mike. Hit that button. I got it. Hey, everybody. Attacker Brian here. And it sounds like the podcast crew this week is talking about underground horror. And I remember a watch party. I can't remember the name of the movie. But we did a watch party, and we watched a movie about people in a mine. I don't remember what that was. though. <laughs> I do remember my bloody Valentine that yeah. happened mostly underground in a mine. Not sure if that qualifies, but I did see that movie at the Capitol Theater on the big screen, and it was amazing. I put it right up there. That one's probably my favorite if it qualifies. But if we're talking about strictly underground, I think the 1956 classic, The Mole People, mm-hmm. black Sweet. and white, great special effects. Nothing like rubber masks, black tops and rubber gloves and it sounds like it's getting a remake oh and i remember being surprised going to the theater and seeing the descent was really really surprised with the descent love that movie not sure i've seen the second one i don't think it's very good if i did because i don't remember hope you guys have a great week keep your feet underground and keep reaching for the stars bye bye Who is that guy? (laughs) What was that? He told me, he's like, I think I rambled on too much. I don't know. That's pretty funny. Um, uh, Speaking of, though, have you guys seen The Descent 2 or 3 No, somehow I haven't. There's only two, I believe. Okay. And And I've heard heard it's great. I heard uh, it's like a direct sequel, right? Pretty much it starts where the last one left off. I've heard it's really good. I just have not. I'm almost afraid to. It's like a really, really good movie that I don't want to tarnish in any way. Yeah. Well, you guys, too, can also get your voice played on the show. Leave us a voicemail at 415-952-6857. That is also known as 415-95-AOTKP. Leave us that voicemail. 
get on the show, and that is shout-outs. 1-800-CHUD. No, that's not it. I'll look it up, though, and see if we can get that. But until then, we got one more segment to go. It's Insane's Picks. Going to some sci-fi sex comedy for this Insane's Picks. Going to the year 1989 for this one. I'm talking about the film Dr. Alien, a.k.a. I Was a Teenage Sex Mutant. Directed by Dave Dakota. It stars Billy Jane, a.k.a. Billy Jacoby. Um, I'm a huge fan. Uh, He's from, he was in Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Bloody Birthday, Just One of the Guys. It also has his little brother, Bobby Jacoby, in it, playing, well, his little brother. We all know him from, oh, how ironic, he's from Tremors. It's also got uh, Judy Landers. It's got Stuart uh, Fratkin. Um, We would know him as Styles from the Teen Wolf movies. Jason would know him from the uh, comedy classic Ski Ski School. School. And it's got the who's who of 80s Scream Queen and B-movie stars like Ginger Lynn Allen, Michelle Bauer, Karen Russell, Elizabeth Elizabeth Catan, Laura Albert, and of course, dot, 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 Linnea Quigley. (laughs) Wesley is an unpopular uh, honor student, played by Billy Jacoby, who becomes involved in an experiment headed by his new biology teacher, teacher, Miss Zenobi, played by Judy Landers. As part of the experiment, he gets injected with a formula that causes Wesley to become a... Um, who becomes a chick magnet whenever a weird tentacle pops out of his forehead. However, this threatens to alienate the girl he really cares about, uh, Leanne, this is a fun and funny movie that uh, if you were around my age, you've probably seen it on USA Up All Night. Uh, it's highly low budget. Uh, it was produced by Charles Band. It was shot in 19 days, yet despite its budget and short shooting schedule, the film has some cool and fun, uh, good performances, um, some really awesome makeup effects, and some good production value as uh, Wesley, you know, he kind of, Gains his confidence through all these sexual endeavors and kind of becomes the cool kid now and ends up becoming the lead singer of a rock band uh, and uh, performs at this club where Miss Zenobi, who turns out to be an alien, and she starts shooting up the place. So it's got a little bit of production value to it as well. Uh, Greg Kamen did the uh, effects for the film. Um, like the phallic-like tentacle that pops out of his forehead, and the giant, the giant alien head that Judy Landers had to wear at the very end of the film, and it's really cool because it's like three times the size of her normal head. It's like a really big head, but its eyes still like move and blink, and it's a it's a really cool looking head. Um, so I highly recommend checking it out. Do yourself a favor. Check out David Dakota's 1989 comedy classic, Dr. Alien. And that is it for this episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast, guys. It's over. We did it. Yes. Done. I want to thank everybody Good. for listening. Uh, make sure to check us out on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. And if that is not enough Attack of the Killer Podcast... 
Go to jointheattackers.com, become an attacker, get even more. So thanks for listening. Um, keep your head in the gr- what did what did God still say? Keep your feet under. Keep your ground. feet in uh, underground and your head to the stars or something. Keep uh, your head out of your ass. That's yeah, that's way better. <laughs> yeah, that perfect. All right, thanks everybody for listening. Talk to you again next time. Bye. Oh no, could this be the end of? <laughs> wow.